0: Hello, my name is Dean Bobar, and I am the Adult Life Minister at Christ Pacific Church in Huntington Beach, California. As a church, we are seeking to cultivate a vibrant community of faith, hope, and love that follows Jesus into the world, so our neighbors may also experience God's goodness. You're listening to our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to learn more about us or to subscribe to this podcast, visit us at cpchb.org. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians about 20 years after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. So in the span of two decades, the good news of Jesus had exploded into the Roman Empire, into modern-day Turkey and Greece and northern Africa. The church's early expansion in this kind of short order, sometimes against all odds, is testimony to the power of the Holy Spirit. This movement had caught fire from the moment the Spirit descended in tongues of fire in Acts chapter 2, verse 3. Amazing! Holy Spirit, please fuel this kind of explosive growth in the church today. So Paul wrote to the Thessalonians sometime between 49 and 51 AD, which makes First and Second Thessalonians the earliest of Paul's letters, perhaps with the exception of his letter to the Galatians. Galatians might be earlier. But if Thessalonians is the earliest of Paul's letters, then these letters are the earliest writings in the whole of the New Testament. And interestingly, or ironically, it's the theme of last things that's so prominent in these first letters. We read of Paul's time in the city of Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. He was there for three brief weeks, teaching in the synagogue, as was his custom, when he came to a new town. And clearly, something powerful happened in those 3 weeks because Paul later writes that quote our message of the gospel came to you not in word only but also in power and in the holy spirit and with full conviction that's 1st Thessalonians 1 verse 5 this powerful move of the holy spirit led to folks receiving the word with joy becoming imitators of the Lord, and sounding forth this good news to neighbors both near and far. And this movement created quite the stir because folks interested in Judaism were being swayed to follow Jesus instead. And things got so heated in the town that the newly forming church actually sent away Paul and Silas and Timothy that church plant team. They sent them away for fear of their lives. Well, this threesome of Paul, Silas, and Timothy eventually landed in Athens. But Paul was so eager to know how his new church plant was going that he sent Timothy back to get news. And by the time Timothy rejoined Paul and Silas, they were in Corinth. And it was in Corinth in response to Timothy's report that Paul wrote to the Thessalonians. And the first letter to the Thessalonians opens with an incredibly joyful tone as Paul commends them for their work of faith, for their labor of love, and for their steadfastness of hope in the Lord. The church plant was a huge success because people were growing in faith, hope, and love centered Around Jesus Christ. As I said, the return of Christ or last things is a prominent theme in Paul's letters to the Thessalonians, so much so, in fact, that it gets airtime in every single chapter. It seems, as we reconstruct the situation based on the letters, it seems that the death of some of those in the Thessalonian church had led to some unsavory suggestions about their eternal destination, which in turn led to unhelpful grief and even hopelessness. So in response to their concerns over the GPS coordinates of the dead, Paul writes and instructs them on first, holy living, and secondly, hopeful grieving. I think Paul is doing the same thing that Jesus did when it comes to teaching on the return of Christ, on last things. And that is this, rather than focusing on the unknown timing and details of Christ's return in the future, focus on your manner of living in the present. This is what Jesus does in Matthew chapters 24 and 25. Besides, Paul says, as followers of the risen and returning Christ, we do not grieve as others do who have no hope. That's in chapter 4, verse 13 of 1 Thessalonians. Well, questions about Christ's return were not entirely cleared up for the Thessalonian church, so Paul wrote another letter with additional instruction on this theme. And given the confusion in the church today about the return of Christ, it might have been helpful, Paul, if you had written a third letter, but these two letters will have to do. And friends, they are great letters, so happy reading. And by the way, P.S., at this point in our year in the Bible journey together, you maybe feeling some fatigue, or maybe you have fallen behind and you're thinking of giving in. And I want to invite you to allow the words from Paul to encourage you. Forget what lies behind and strain forward to what lies ahead. Press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And I'm interpreting this a bit out of context, of course, but I want to encourage you, if you have fallen behind and if you are finding that burdensome and you're thinking of giving in, friends, just forget what lies behind and strain forward. Read forward. Read ahead. PPS, or is it PSS? I can never figure out the difference between those two things. PPS, we'll call it. From some of Paul's final words to the Thessalonians. Now, may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in all ways. The Lord be with all of you. Thanks so much for joining us for our Year in the Bible podcast. If you'd like to hear more about our Year in the Bible campaign to subscribe or learn how you can become engaged with us as a church, please visit us at cpchb.org.